Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, weekly webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf in the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and as always, my co-host, Gary. What do you hear? What do you say, bud? I hear that. I hope my microphone makes it through this entire thing, because it's really starting to irritate. That thing, I tell you what, man, it's like it's like, uh, it's like some piano wire and two tin cans, man, but we are going to try to make second it. One. It's the second one. So this one's got two wires and a bigger tin can, so maybe that will hold. A big, a big Folgers coffee can, maybe. That's right. uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, folks, uh, it, it, we are going to try to... Um, we are going to try to get to the uh, um, show on the road. Don't worry about it. We are going to try to figure out whatever the microphone issues are. And uh, But first, hello, everyone, uh, and thanks for joining us here tonight at Greenback Live. And if you like our show, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. So here it is. All right, you dice chuck and glue sniffing gamer goons. Here we go. Tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about them crazed Bretonians, man. You know them. You love them. Flesh eater courts. That's who we got tonight, man. And, uh, you know, it's funny, in, in continuing with our topic of armies uh, getting into Age of Sigmar 3.0, post the most recent FAQ, and, and how they're going to respond to the game as we know it, um, you know, the big question is, is can Flesh Eater Courts be competitive here uh, on the onset of Age of Sigmar 3.0? Uh, I'm not exactly sure if that's really going to be the case or not. Um, you know, and, and please keep in mind, too, as we kind of talk about this army, um, that this is an outdated book, and uh, we're we're on a smaller board now. So, Gary, what do you think, man? What do you know about uh, Flesh Eater Courts? Well, when I was looking at it earlier, it seems like that they can pack a truckload of attacks, and it seems good in this division, and this... Yeah, yeah. Everything, so. so, I think... Um, I think I think this army, uh, for the most part, is uh, is something that is going to be uh, pretty uh, pretty solid. I think it still can kind of hold its own right now. I'm not exactly sure how the army is going to perform in the uh, in in the immediate sense, but you know what? Uh, they don't have a book yet. They are an older book, uh, but we're going to really have to see. But they do they they can get a truckload of, uh, of of shots in. We can get a lot happening there. So so the big question here is: so who are the flesh eater courts? I mean. Um, they aren't vampires. Ironically enough, that's something that uh, I want to clear up. They are not vampires. Um, and, you know, the funny thing about uh, about this is that um, Flesh Eater Courts are the courts, if you will, of, of basically just madness. They're a bunch of crazy creatures that serve and are bound to vampires known as abhorrent ghoul kings. And uh, most of them are what they call mordants. Are you familiar with that term, Gary? Uh, no, I do know that they are. They are because they uh, offended Nagash, and now they're cursed to become just like these ghouls running around. That's and it. Affecting everybody with everything. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. They uh, they 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 pissed out. They pissed off the big bone man, and then that was uh, that was about it. But uh, they're basically former mortals, like Gary said. And they're starved. They're they're crazy, and uh, they're they're in this kind of weird delusion. There's there's a rumor. The reason why I opened up the show with uh, those crazed Bretonians is that there's a uh, kind of a a folk cult rumor in the community that these are uh, former Bretonians from the old world, back from rank and flank Warhammer Fantasy battles that are crazy. And 
you know, they think they they think that they're actually still these, you know, you know, uh, knights on on you know shining armor and with their with their steeds. And of course, you know, a lot of them kind of follow the same you know names. They have knights, they have serfs. You know, right in the Flesh Eater Court's book, they they reference a lot of their units um, like that. So they're they're all kind of crazy uh, creatures that think that. Um, they're still knights, so that, that's kind of the that's kind of the community cult thing that they they believe that they're the Bretonians of the uh, of the olden days, if you will. Um, but so yeah, they look at themselves as uppity ghouls. Yep, uppity ghouls. That's exactly right. Yeah, and so right, they they offended Nagash, and that's kind of uh, that's kind of that's kind of it. But um, so yeah, it, um, it it's kind of an interesting take on the army. They have a great backstory, uh, but in the game. Uh, of AOS 3.0, uh, with with it being pretty much monster based. I mean, that's what we have right now, Gary. I mean, you were at the last war meet. There were monsters all over the place, uh, right? And I just shot them with darts. That's well. See, that's what those damn seraphon <laughs> do. Uh, but AOS 3.0, I mean, it's a monster based game. Um, it, it's a good army to consider with you know terrorgeist and zombie dragons, and along with the host of other awesome models in the range. I mean, this can be an awesome army to field. So with that said, um, the Flesh Eater Courts are getting dated. They really are. They're an old book. I mean, I think the book is from 2019, and don't quote me on this, but I think it's from April of 2019. So um, I, if I'm wrong on that, folks, leave it in the comments below so I, that, I, that I know, um, you know, I, I, I don't have that handy. Uh, but there are, are still, there, there's still an army that can be effective on the tabletop. So um, like Gary said in the beginning, I mean, Flesh Eater Courts can be powerful melee force, uh, Really, no shooting to speak of, like Gary Skinks. No shooting at all. Not even any blow right. darts. Uh, but they have a they have a, a mix of um, you know in terms of units, overwhelming numbers, like Gary was saying, and and more elite units that can uh, make a game of it against enemy armies. I mean, they're they're still very playable on the tabletop. Have you ever faced flesh eater courts, Gary? I did a long time ago when I was playing with the three cabbages, and um, yeah, that's right. I really remember. There was some effect if they rolled a six to wound or something. It was like six flat damage or some nonsense. Right. With the um, this looks like the vampire dragons. I'm probably butchering the reality of that, but that's that's vaguely what I remember. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's uh, you know, and, you know, it's funny because they closely resemble, of course, you know, in, in your 40k world, they closely resemble Tyranids in a in a very slight, slight way. You know, uh, they eat a lot of flesh. They they and they 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 carpet bomb the entire board with uh, with models. So, again, that was a loose example, folks. Anyone out there for Age of Sigmar and he's kind of looking at it, going, "What?" Uh, but yeah, for for Gary, that's the way I can kind of make that association uh, for, for 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 So, um, but uh, yeah, so so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, folks. I, th- I think it's a good army to get into, especially here at the onset of of three and and really kind of looking at different armies. And how they're going to perform moving forward in this, uh, but that's that's what we're going to be talking about. So stick around for that. But right now, here's the proverbial question, Gary. Man, what do you think? Are you staying true? Or are you sniffing glue? I'm staying true. I have too much stuff to stay stay true to. We have to change the name of that to something else. Because man, I've got a lot of stuff going on. Building <laughs> um, the Stormcast Eternal. Still, I did my first test for painting up my skinks so i've got that down where i can knock out those 80 fairly quickly yeah and then we have uh some other stuff on the 40k side showing up so my table's full and uh staying true just out of war meet played two games seraphon's still uh running at six and oh currently yeah yeah come out to the next war meet and uh teach me a lesson 
you know what? That's uh, that's the plan. But yeah, we were at the Warmeet this past Saturday. We had eighteen Age of Sigmar players out at uh, GameStorm. It was a great time, and uh, and, you, and those are just great things for 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 the community to come out and do, the club to come out and do, and try different lists. And you know what's funny is um, I had my Beast of Chaos. I dusted this army off, and I finally brought my Beastie Boys out to the uh, the Warmeet. And um, you know it's funny. You know you talk about events. You know that's that's my part of not sniffing glue. I'm, I'm staying true to that. But I found that uh, the Beast of Chaos. We talked about them last week on the show. That kind of motivated me to get out there and play them. And I think I think there's still some pieces missing with that army. I was able to kind of bring back the summoning mechanics that I had a couple of years ago. But I think the loss of some of the battalions, I think some of the other pieces that were put together, and it might have been a little bit of the rust of myself playing. I don't want to completely blame the situation of the army. But I think the army just isn't quite up to snuff yet. I would probably venture to say that all in, um, the army probably is, is, is close to the bottom of the pack of armies in Age of Sigmar right now as one could possibly get. And I think, I think, or, or let me put it this way. If they're not at the bottom, the average person won't know the difference. Uh, how about that? So, but I had a great time playing them. I still went 0-3 uh, at the, at the war meet. I, I lost all three games I played. Oh, you played the third game. Well, I, I should say that I played two official games and the third one was kind of like mucking around till we figured out that it probably wasn't going to work anyway. So it was more like just a, a philosophizing game. You've had those, right? Where you, put, you, you set up all your models, you play a couple of, you know, a couple of moves, a couple of rounds, and then you end up talking about the game the rest oh, of yeah. the time. We do that whenever we're just blowing through theory crafting on armies. It's a good thing to set through and, like you said, go through half hour, 45 minutes, put a little bit of time limit on it and go, okay. We kind of know where the outcome of this, and then just reset it. So. Yep, exactly right, and that's and that's kind of what um, that's kind of what what happened. We knew I knew that I was going to get trounced, and so uh, we just kind of we kind of just schlubbed it along and then left it at that. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's everything happening, and and folks, we are going to be uh, right back. We're going to be starting uh, to look at the flesh eater courts. So, or I, I, before that, we got the news. See, see, Gary, I'm I'm not even with it, man. I, I, that beating I took on Saturday has got me all completely discombobulated. We're going to do Still the news first, clear. right? Say again. We got we got the news first, right? <laughs> we do have some sort of news. I'm not sure what it is yet, but that's your category. So, oh boy! All right, news. Say what it is, and I'll pretend I know what you're talking about. I Sound? mean, what I'm talking about. So. What? Who are you? All right, good. That's right. Six Square you later. Studios. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios are the real terrain nerds you all need to be getting your terrain from. Get your commercial laser-cut MDF bases, silicone molds for resin prints, game and hobby accessories like 15 to 28 millimeter terrain, 15 to 28 millimeter figures, and 15 to 28 millimeter vehicles, and a lot more. Get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's sixsquaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios. Hey gang, today's news is brought to you by Six Squared Studios. Yep, an awesome company for all your gaming and hobby needs. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again, Six Squared Studios. So get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's six-squaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios, where tabletop terrain is made by gamers for gamers. Just like their saying goes, gaming accessories made by gamers for gamers. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Tabletop terrain by expert nerds for exceptional nerds. All right, we are finally here, man. We are finally here with the news. And we actually got uh, something pretty cool in the news. Have you uh, have you seen this uh, this dragon that they've been talking about for uh, 
Rage or Sigmar? I've seen both of them. And I was talking to my son, Gavin. I'm like, hey, do you want to trade box halves now at Dominion? You've got dragons <laughs> and you've got some weird guy riding something. That's it. That's it. So, so you know, I got to be honest with you. I when I, when I first saw these, I uh, I, I was kind of I kind of had mixed emotions uh, about this. And you know, but you, you know what? Do. I do, I do. I'm I'm a moody little prick. But you know, the fact is, is that uh, we have dragons. We have dragons, and um, you know, I always love me a good dragon. Uh, not those star drakes either. I hope these things completely replace those star drakes in the uh, Stormcast lineup. But uh, yeah, folks, there's two new dragons uh, for order. Uh, one noble, they say, and one heroic. And uh, what's your first take on these guys, Gary? Um, I'm okay with the, I'm cool. I like the fact that there's a dragon that's in there. And I think the sculpts are decent. I don't think they're super. I mean, yeah. they look cool, but it's a little more like the front arms are longer than I normally used to seeing like dragon arms or whatnot be. But I think the models, if you get a scale of a 10, it's like an eight. So I mean, they're high, but. Usually whenever GW puts out something new, it's like, oh my gosh level. And these are just like, they're, they're, they're good. Yeah. They're not, they're definitely worth picking up. I think they have for centerpiece. Yeah, I do. I, I agree with that. I like the fact that, um, uh, that they're kind of imposing. I, I will have to say that. I mean, I'm not a big fan of, uh, I, well, I think they're going to be an imposing model. They look massive, but I think the pose is kind of, uh, weird um i think the face is is too humanoid uh for my taste really um well, to me the front arms seem like they're just as long as the back arms and that's not traditional dragon type stuff right it looks more like a um reptile of some sort that all has the same amount of legs yeah or same leg lengths well you know, you know what's funny is it looks like the uh the, well i guess they do have front legs for a second there i thought they were more like a like a wyvern or uh you know, uh, well, like a Drake or something like that. Like you see, what I was looking Rings. for was that for the uh, difference in limbs. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they certainly it's... didn't miss leg day or arm day. That's no, sure. they they sure didn't. Alariel is very jealous, um, and I, I think that one of them is is uh, I think I think one, the one here is uh, is Crondi's. I believe his name is uh, I, I, with with the armor. I'm not really sure how I feel about the uh, the Stormcast armor. Yeah, I don't like that either. I was just thinking that. It's yeah. like, why do you need armor? You're a dragon. Now, the stuff on the horns, like the cat, yeah, pretty cool. But as for the, uh, the little dominatrix neck piece going on there, I'm not how I feel about that. So yeah, and and uh, Karazai, I guess, is the less of those those problems due to the you know the open maw and the the rock on his base and the broken horns. He looks like he's been in a couple of bar fights. Uh, the scars on him. You know, I, I suppose between the two, I think it ought to be possible i think to wrangle together a some kind of an amalgamation of what you might like better i mean i i think i might uh have a little more preference to the one that looks been looks like they've been a little bit more of a couple of couple of scraps but um yeah been around the block been around the block exactly i mean you know i i guess you get you got me thinking about something here gary the more i look at these models i mean it, the, the uneven wing thing uh i guess i'll never really be able to accept it looks a little goofy it's awkward and it makes it way too obvious that they've that they're both made from the same kit i think that's going to be a problem for some they're made from the same kit i didn't, i was not aware of that yeah it's it's a it's a single box and you can make one or the other um, oh, okay. They do that with the Mega Gargants, and they do that with a lot of a lot of different models. And I mean, with that said, Lord, now their wings are the same. The, the wings yeah. bows are almost the same. The tail's a little bit different. One's more curved yeah. to the ground. The other one's pointed up. So and it kind of looks like he's smelling his armpit. You know, making sure he put deodorant on. Fair enough. A little strange. I mean, that one there looks. That one looks surprised. Like, oh, what's that? Like, <laughs> I have I a wing. Standing there. How are you? Yeah. 
I, you know, that said, I guess lore wise, you know, I, I guess, I guess I'm somewhat intrigued. Like I, like I started to say, um, you know, my read on, you know, the article that came out with these guys is that, uh, uh, Krandis, I guess the one with all the jewelry on, uh, is is a Stormcast Eternal exclusive. While uh, Karazai uh, might be available for all order, I'm I'm assuming that's my best guess. I don't know that. Um, so I, I guess, or maybe even all the Grand Alliances besides Destruction, maybe you know. I I guess I guess we're gonna have to kind of see because we do know one thing based off of the little video they showed in the write up that they don't like Gargans and they don't like Kragnos. So uh, there, there, there could be a little bit of a, what do they call that? Antithesis? Maybe an enemy? What are, what are they? You know, antagonist. That's what it is, not antithesis. Yeah, a rivalry, <laughs> a nemesis, whatever you want to call there it. There you go. There well, you go. I, no matter how they look, I'm buying both of them. So, I mean, yeah. the GW chip doesn't let me not do that. So Well, exactly. Yeah, that little plastic card, it forces you to. It's like, it's like a, yeah, I, you know. I'm trying to get that thing removed. It just doesn't happen. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the more I think of it, uh, it does feel like a wasted opportunity to to let dragons be their own thing. Um, you know, I, I'm looking here and, and, and Hobbit Hubby, you're back with us, man. Give me dragon riders, damn it. Yeah, I'd like to see some dragon riders. I, I would like to see something like that. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't want to be too bitter on it. I love I love the idea of them and maybe the maybe the models will kind of grow on me. Because, honestly, when I first saw the Gargans, the Mega Gargans, I didn't really care for them. So maybe I'm just well, an over-opinionated Jagoff. I don't know. I, I look at this as it's a triple, not a home run. Okay. That you I know, like. It's very, it's still very good. I mean, it's cool and everything. And maybe our reaction to it is because it doesn't look like traditional dragons that we're used to seeing. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's that's a much better way to put it. Um, yeah. Okay. I like that. Good. You know what? With that, I think I'm ready to talk about Flesh Eater Quartz now, right? Let's do it. All right. A public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you, and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you, and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. Now, back to the show. All right, we got Flesh Eater Quartz, and that's uh, that's what we are going to start talking about here this evening. So um, here it is. I mean, gang, you know, it's funny because with this topic tonight, uh, with flesh eater courts, you know, I understand that they're not the competitive powerhouse uh, that they once were. 
Um, I believe that they can continue to really have a, a pretty good presence here at the onset, at least in the, in the beginning of AOS 3.0. I mean, I think with the loss of the book battalions, um, the, the builds to the likes of, say, Hollowmorn or Grizzlegore, um, you know, I, I think they're going to need to be retooled, I think, to remain somewhat competitive. And I guess competitive is a, is a certain definition we should probably not uh, not get dig too, too down into, right? I mean, everyone's got that different definition of competitive. Well, it's also on the player. I mean, you're going to have uh, a very good general who can still probably run it with very good efficiency, as we've learned. Uh, individuals that jump around and they jump to Flesh Eater Corps are going to find it more challenging than the ones who've been pushing those vampire dragons around for years. You're absolutely right. That's a great way to put it. And it's like we've talked about all the time. Is it the army or the general, right, Gary? I mean, we, we yep, that's, that's general. Yeah. Uh, I'm still upset by that. Yeah. The same people win constantly. Yeah, I, I will. I will definitely. I, I I have started to agree with that. I'll put it that way. Um, so I think I'm winning a battle, folks. It, it's a, it's a tussle, folks. Uh, but you know, it's funny with flesh eater courts. I believe with their innate abilities, like uh, summoning and additional attacks. I think it's going to help this army stabilize well enough to have a good start in AOS 3.0. Um, I think I think the most unaffected Grand Court. Now, what these Grand Courts are here, folks, is what I just mentioned: Hollowmorn, Grizzlegore. Uh, there's another one that I'm going to reference right now called Blisterskin. Uh, I think this wasn't always my favorite, but it is now. I think the Grand Court in this book called Blisterskin is is one that's probably going to be the most unaffected of all of them, uh, as it just offers. So much in terms of balance, which I think you need in this game, uh, especially now in 3.0. Uh, its bonuses are powerful, powerful, and um, and and benefits almost every unit in the army. And you know, with with the smaller board size, Gary, this is something you and I. I, I find that you and I talk about this now more than probably anything in the game. Uh, well, it's, but, a, it's the biggest change. In the yeah. Game. Yeah, and, and you know, you coming from the 40K world, you're you're well ensconced with what this means. I mean, you saw yep. what it did to Tau and other armies. And, you know, folks, that's for our show tomorrow. So make sure you join us tomorrow, uh, and we right. will definitely get into the laser guns. But but you, you, but but Gary, you you you're well familiar with, with how big of an impact the board size changes, which I think can benefit flesh eater courts. Well, it is the, the challenge as it goes through it as I'm running the more that I play AOS and and talk about with my son and read up on it is the lack of terrain. Um, because you don't really don't have much to hide behind to go through it. So your army has to have its own built-in defenses or you have to be able to stay out of range and your movement is very, very important to go through it. So I think with a flesh-eater courts, when you have it set up, I mean, there's not a lot that wants to be in combat with them with the amount of attacks they have, but they're just not that survivable at the moment to make it there. Yeah. So if you get charged or you lose that priority role, I think it's more devastating to a flesh eater quartz army is most other armies. That's a really great point. I, I, I think it is. I think it is very devastating. Uh, but in particular, this you know this particular grand court that that I'm I'm referring to, and and, and I'm talking about blister skin uh, here, folks. I see it being the new overall favorite for players of flesh eater court. But uh, we're going to get into that and, and other things about that here coming up. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here because uh, I can do that. The ADHD can 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 take right over, Gary. Um, meds keep taking them <laughs> oh i'm taking them um to start with uh i think the basic benefit you know being able to overwhelm your opponent as you were saying before that's why i want to start with this gary you know being able to overwhelm your opponent with numbers is never a bad thing i mean flesh eater courts does this just as well as other armies 
Um, you know, if you think about what, what other armies do this just as well right now, you got the new soul blight grave lords, beasts of chaos, and, and plenty of others that do this just as well. And and you get to rock really two well respected monsters in the terror geist and the zombie dragon. I personally prefer the terror geist a little more than the zombie dragon, but hey, I don't think yep. uh, I don't think you're going to go wrong. And here's how you're really not going to go wrong, folks, with either one of those. As a side note, they get mount traits just like the ogre maw tribes. So that I can tell you right now from being an ogre player is never a bad thing. Um, so, Gary, let, I mean, let, let's look at, let's let's talk about some of their summoning and, and some of their, their board coverage. I mean, how valuable is that? I mean, you know a little two cents about that. I mean, summoning and board control. Yeah, well, going off of your, um, we you're talking about the blister skin, mm-hmm. correct? Right, yep. Well, adding two inches to the movement of their units is very good. Yeah. So I'm assuming they kept that. Mm-hmm. They and sure did. So now, think about it this way. You made the board smaller. So now you make it smaller and they still have their mobility. Right. So any units that have like an 8-inch movement is going to go to 10. But if they have any sort of ability to be able to run and still charge, those kind of things would come in very useful for them because these guys want to get into combat and do most of the work from there. So Yeah. Um, and as soon as the command abilities like Lords of the Burning Skies is still available. Correct. Yep, it sure is. All of that's still available. Yeah, the whole thing, okay. that that whole grand court. Yep. So, this is something that um, I learned playing the Seraphim. The ability to maneuver on the board for free. Oh yeah. One command point is a big deal. So you can just pick up a unit that can fly. It's within twelve inches of a hero, or or within eighteen inches of a Blitzerskin hero. As a general, and just pick it up and put whatever you want to on the board, more than nine inches away from the enemy. Yeah. Now, everything has that nine inches away, but sometimes people have to move off those objectives, and nine inches away still puts you from somebody. Right. And one of the grand strategies now is to take over an objective that your opponent has. Yep. So if they make a movement mistake or something for one command point, you can just go and go, okay. My battle tactics done for this turn. I've got my points. Right. So yeah, it's very good. Yeah, and I think I think coupled with that, with the, with the summoning, I, I still think something that I want to bring up here, as far as flesh eater courts, it really has one of the better summoning mechanics in the game, and it's it's easy to overwhelm your opponent with numbers. We see this in in in, in games all the time uh, on both sides of the fence, both Age of Sigmar and 40k. Um, you know, they can come in, you know, meaning flesh eater courts, you know, this army can come in through the outflanks. They can require your opponent to think strategically on how to block your entrance. Um, they can spread their forces to be picked off is, is really what I'm, I'm trying to, you know, put out there. And, and flesh eater courts is an army that relies heavily on the ability to, uh, get their heroes and utilize their heroes to, uh, summon back up these, these fallen armies. Um, for the. For the novice like me on yeah. this that's going through it, what makes their summoning better than everybody else's or tops? Well, the, it, it's something called the muster ability. And okay. uh, there, there was a muster ability clarification that makes it more clear on, on how the ability works. Uh, but this is fairly unchanged. Uh, it, it, I'm talking about in the FAQ. It, it, so, so how it really helps, uh, you know, pesky TO's uh, lawyers, I guess. Um, so... Here's here's the thing with with um, with the well you know, I'll, I'll I'll go to it right now and, and I'll read it right out of the book. How does that sound? And then and then we'll have hey, it. Hey, you're 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 learning on how it gets me to understand stuff. So I yeah. need it very straightforward. 
Yeah. So so here's the thing. I mean, when when we look at um when we look at what this what, what this what this muster ability does, it basically says that um you're you're you can muster a royal grand guard, yeah, and this allows you to return slain models to a unit. If you use a muster ability, set up the returning models one at a time within one inch of a model from the unit they are returning to. This can be a model returned earlier that phase. The model can only be set up within three inches of an enemy unit if any models from their unit are already within three inches of the enemy unit. So basically, so, go ahead. How I understand that is you um, use this muster ability and you have to have a unit that's still on the board. Correct. Like if you have a unit of 12, use a muster ability, you start returning models to that unit. And you can only get within three inches if you were previously within three inches. Correct. In other words, engagement range of Correct. that. So you can't take one that's not in engagement range and then muster them into engagement range. Yes. The only way to do it is if you would start it that way. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So it's one of the better summoning mechanics in the game. And, and I'm going to tell you this right now uh, before we get before we get off the off the main topic is uh, you're going to need those models. I mean, you're going to need that model count with this type of an army because they all pretty much have subpar saves because nothing in your army beats a four plus save naturally, not, not even yep. your mounted heroes. So, and, and there's always a way, um, and I, I kind of hate saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways. There's always a way to balance out the poor save with the summoning and the six plus ward save, you know, which is, which is known as the deathless courtiers. And probably the best balancer is feeding frenzy. Um, have you heard of this Gary? Uh, yep, uh, have heard of it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, command ability that they kept, which is good. So. Yeah. And I got to tell you, you know, you, you can, you can, you can marry this with other things in the book that make it even more vicious, but it's a universal command ability to your army, allowing you to pile in and attack again. Uh, and it's, it's very easy to overwhelm your opponent through again, sheer numbers of attacks. So now we're talking about speed. We're talking about numbers, uh, bodies on the board, and we're talking about multiple attacks and, I think when, when you look at this, you know, I'm talking about feeding frenzy here. Um, the value of this is pretty obvious. I mean, if your unit fails to kill a unit, pop this and make sure they stay down. Boom. So w with that, take in mind, folks, in 3.0, you can only use one command ability. For, if you're going to use this in your combat phase, don't use anything in advance. Right. Right. Like the uh, plus one to hit, those kind of things. Don't do not this so mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly right and you know you, you only need to use this um after the attack is completed so there's no downside right. other than burning through a cp like gary was saying i mean you, you can only use this once um uh once uh per unit per turn however so so do keep that in mind because you want to be strategic about this but here's the thing you know you lock onto some unit that um that you want to get rid of this is a good way to do it it's and like winning priority without yeah. having to. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, this is what I wanted to say to you, Gary, before I lose this train of thought, because it's easy for me to lose my train of thought, man. Um, I'm trying to help with that. Yeah, squirrel. All right. No. Uh, when I was talking about marrying this, uh, you know, with with something that's going to help with uh, feeding frenzy, with something that's going to make it better. There's there's a thing in the beginning of the book. It's on page 55. It's it's the court of delusion. Or the delusions, I guess. And if you couple it with something called the feast day, um, the player can put feeding frenzy on steroids, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, okay. What they can do is once per turn, you can use feeding frenzy, the command ability, without a command point. So if you if you think about that, now you can use your command uh, ability, but you don't have to spend that CP on it. And and right. uh, it's just awesome. I mean, the only thing keeping you from from using this 
uh, as often as you might is the command points. And, and it gives this to you for free. So you can kind of circumvent that a little bit. So um, I, I think I think with little things like this to remember with this army, this is what I think is going to, even with an older book, is going to make this army still very playable uh, in the meta. And to boot, Flesh Eater Quartz uh, may be the easiest army in Age of Sigmar to start. Yeah. Um, it's like two or three starter boxes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right I mean, around that area. Yeah, it's a couple of characters, and I want to say possibly two, depending on the size of the game. Uh, I guess, well, yeah, I, I, I guess maybe three, and sell off one of the big monsters out of the third box, and then and then I think you have a, a, a pretty good list, I think. Um, but... Uh, you know, I I think I think this army is is also a good army for a newer player to get involved with. So, and, and you know what I mean by that, Gary. I mean, there's there's plenty of armies out there that are that are good mechanic grippers. They're that are good. Uh, I don't want to say training wheel army, but this army could be good for uh, for a beginner, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because the control. I mean, outside you've got the command abilities that you can control now, but is deployment and movement. And if you're playing with something that people don't want to get touched, beats the brakes off of them. Right. And you want to be able to set up to where if you're going to receive a charge that your counter is to you. So this would definitely teach you about uh, threat ranges and distances and where to set things up. Mm -hmm. So you're basically the attacks happen. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm not going to lie reading through this, this, like bleeds right into for an army. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and actually you're saying it's one of the cheaper ones to buy. Is it helping that chip in my head? Well, too, I see, I knew that you would, I knew that you would dig this army mainly because, you know, and, and folks, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about the other side of the fence here, but Gary is one of the best Tyranids players. If you want to go back and listen to a great show on our 40 K show, uh, we talked about Tyranids. Uh, this guy knows everything there is to know about the army, and he's damn good at it. So that's why, you know, when I, when I made the comparison there earlier about Flesh Eater Courts to Nids, uh, I knew that you were going to fall in love with these ugly bastards right away. Woke me up a little bit, that's for sure. See, good. See, see we're helping each other here, Gary. I'm like coffee, you know, cocaine coffee. I can <laughs> that's, wake a up. Strong, that's a bold statement, sir. There, there you go. But, you know, <laughs> back to Flesh Eater Courts. Um, but you know what's nice about this army, too, being that it's good for a newbie and it's good to get, you know, kind of your arms wrapped around if you're a more seasoned player. Like so many other AO Age of Sigmar armies, Flesh Eater Courts were also part of the recent FAQs and this release. And honestly, what's nice about this army coming out of the FAQ, uh, it was pretty pretty lean, pretty sparse in terms of any big updates or shifts to the, uh, to, to the, to the FAQ. I mean, basically, the only thing that came out of this thing was free Feeding Frenzy. Uh, can now be used wholly within 18 inches of the general, as well as the usual 12-inch range of heroes. Uh, I mean, this is pretty cool, especially, you know, for those feast day armies I was talking about. Um, I think all the endless spells seem to be uh, worse now. But, you know, we're, we're going to look at a list here later on in the in the, in the show here, folks. I'm going to talk about something. Their they're, they're endless spells are kind of lousy, but you're not playing this army for endless spells. Um, yeah. And I think the last thing was, uh, ah, it's, it was on the top of my mind, uh, it, um, a battalion. The uh, not that this really matters, but I think it's the Royal Family Battalion. I, it, you look this up. I think I'm, I think I'm saying this right here, folks. It was an update, uh, but you know, not much in, in matched or competitive play. So I'll just roll on. I mean, you know, check that out if you want to. But I, I can't really remember much more about it uh, other than that. But but you know, here's something too, Gary. 
you're, you're likely still going to want to run a lot of heroes in this army. This is what I wanted to say earlier when you were, when you were right. talking about the playability of this army. A little hero hammer. You, you are definitely going to want to do that to use their summoning abilities. I mean, the, the throne is a must-take in the army, and, and you're going to likely want to, to make space for the chalice if you can. Um, the points changes in the general's handbook mean that you may need to be, uh, I guess, a little, a little more, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for, economical. With yeah. what with what your army looks like out of the gate, but uh, otherwise it it seems to be in a, in a pretty good holding pattern until Flesh Eater Quartz gets either a, a tome, a new tome, and or right. um, you know something something better to help it stabilize in Age of Sigmar 3.0. And I want to say stabilize because I think the army is damn good and damn playable uh, right I now. Agree. You know, right now I, I do want to say that it doesn't play from everything that I've read. It doesn't play much different than it did in 2.0. Uh, true. Yeah, and, and that's so, that's why I'm saying it's it's a beautiful army to, to get involved with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Now why do you got me looking? Great. Hey, this is not good. So, hey, folks, uh, you're going you're gonna to have to help me push Gary over the edge here. So I want you to do me a favor. Oh, that in, doesn't take much. I don't in, need in, much in the comments below, I need you to, uh, I need you to tell, every, tell, tell Gary why he needs to play Flesh Eater Quartz. And uh, the, the, best, the best reason why gets a, a Grimdark Live t-shirt. So uh, let, let us know why Gary needs to play Flesh Eater Courts. But, you know, going back to that with summoning, um, with, with the summoning topic, I, I keep running back work? to that. How does it work, the, the, the summoning? Because I'm reading it and I'm still kind of not sure. Well, there, if, you, if, you, if you go back to the War Scroll cards or the War Scroll abilities on, on some of the heroes, they have the ability uh, to summon. Um, you know, uh, like, like for instance, abort, abort ghoul king, for instance, he can, he can summon royal guard. Um, you know, you, you can use this command ability at the end of your, your movement phase. If you do pick one friendly model that has this command ability, uh, and you can summon basically up to three knights, uh, onto the battlefield, which are, are, are bigger, bigger models. So the whole army has, has certain mechanics and certain ways to bring, bring models on the board. So that's why I said earlier, you're going to want to have a lot of heroes because that's going to give you that ability. And we're going to see that in the list I'm going to show here in a little bit of how to bring those models onto the table. Okay. But the summoning topic to kind of, to kind of, to kind of close out the, the, you know, with, with a little bit of highbrow on this one, uh, as well as the recent FAQ, um, I think the ruler of all he surveys clarification will offer more to this mechanic. Again, uh, a wording clarification to, to sparse from the rules as written and how the flesh eater courts have played in the past. But the FAQ, uh, basically made it clearer that any number of arc regents and ghoul kings can use, uh, the ruler of all he surveys. That means a lot of units are going to suddenly hit the field for free. So they all have these different summoning methods, Gary, that they can that they can bring models okay. on the table with. So right. that's why I say probably I would have to guess pound for pound. Um, this might be, in my opinion, this is one man opinions here, folks, the best summoning army in the game. They can just they can just and you know what I like about this in the beginning of the battle tome, no Nagash, one of the few death armies, if not the only one that doesn't have Nagash in the book. I like that. Yeah, well, they they don't get along. Nope, they don't. I don't. They 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 don't. Uh, but yeah, we are. Uh, we're going to be right back, folks. We're going to continue talking about flesh eater courts and three So uh, stick around. Hey gang, 
I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice, and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming, located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.gamestormgaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events. So get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, 630-243-9330. Again, that's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. Hey, you Grimdark goons, thank you so much for joining us on the show. But hey, if you're new to the Grimdark Live experience, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and like our show. This way you'll always know when it's time for Grimdark Live. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for being back. We love all you dice chucking, glue sniffing gamer goons. Also, please recommend us to your friends, as Grimdark Live is a great show to get your nerd on every week. And if you like some after-ear action, give our podcast a listen after the live show. The podcast is typically published a couple of days after the live show. The link to the podcast is in the show notes below. And if you're already listening to our podcast, you rock, man. And if that ain't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. Again, that's grimdarklive.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. We are back, folks. Uh, we got we got we got all the microphone stuff worked out, and uh, we are back to uh, to can you continue talking about uh, flesh eater courts? And uh, you know, Gary, it's funny because in continuing with the conversation on flesh eater courts, I think we're going to take a look at some cosmetic builds of this faction, along with the discussion of some of the units that you're going to want to use in the game. I, I think that's a that's probably a good way to kind of uh, summarize where we're at with this with the, with this army, because uh, granted. There are uh, there are people uh, extremely good at playing this army, so hopefully uh, hopefully I make them proud here with with some of my things. Um, so let's go back to what we talked about before. So with, you know, with that said, let's go back to what we talked about before, where there's there's a lot of good grand courts uh, that we mentioned earlier, like courts like again Hollowmorn, Grizzlegore, and Blisterskin. And it, 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 it isn't that the player needs to build from a grand court. I want to say that right off the bat. Um, and one could go into courts of delusion chart and, and, you know, pick some kind of customizable battle trait instead of the grand court trait. And, um, I, I don't, I don't see a lot of use of, of the, of this because courts like, you know, cause there's, there's six of them you can pick from Gary. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people are going to really get into that and really do that because with, with courts like Hollowmore and Grizzlegore and especially Blisterskin, in my opinion, and what I've seen a lot of players do, those are just better, especially Blisterskin. Okay. And and if you and if you want your your own thing with your own artifacts, heck, I, you know, who am I going to begrudge you to do that? I mean, the the, the, the six that are found on page uh, fifty five of the of the of the book, check them out. See if you can build an army. I would recommend Blister Skin, but we'll look at that here in a minute. Um, 
but 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 just stack feeding frenzy with the feast day, like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, could be a reason to do that because you're going to be able to do that. Uh, you know, feast day is number three of, of the of the six. But back to the grand courts, because this is kind of where I'm leaning, in my opinion, the best way to play the army. Um, you know, I've never been a I've never been a fan of one of the grand courts uh, called uh, Morgant. H- have you looked into this one, Gary? Uh, Morgant, I have not. Okay. So especially here in Age of Sigmar 3.0, um, as, as the court leans towards a more horde-based approach, which happens to be how the Flesh Eater court army already plays, you're going to get to a horde level one way or the other. I mean, really, with their, with their awesome summoning abilities, you already are a horde army in, in, in ambush. I'm doing the finger quotations here, uh, so to speak. Um, and, and I think all the, all the Morgant buffs are concentrated around boosting surf units and and gary just so you know what surf units are are the are the, the your rank and file troops the crypt ghouls okay. and, and things like that and and they need to be near your heroes or vice versa i just feel that this court is redundancy that doesn't offer much to the army itself that's i i think i think the book is outdated and i think the game has grown beyond um grown beyond the books you know we we, we talk about this all the time uh so Morgant, you said? Yes. Yeah. That's one of the grand courts, one of the four. And I just think that, that of the four, it's probably in fourth place. You know. Right. So you, but the um what about the blood loyalty? Because typically the ability whenever you're doing an action is pretty good. So that makes it at least efficient if they're around, right? Yeah. And again, I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm not saying it's right. terrible. I'm just saying when you look at the whole cos- cosmetic build of it, the Morgant Grand Court in this edition of AOS 3.0, I, I think I think being horde based, I think that the fact that you know you're going to be able to get there with this army being the, one of the best summoning mechanics, um, I'm not so sure that this is the best avenue to take you there. With things like you know unit cohesion and things like that, I just think that this. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that there are better ways to build your army currently in the book. Um, you know, because I, I guess. In an edition of of Age of Sigmar, as 3.0 is, with monsters being the main focus, you know, I wouldn't say Grizzlegore is the best to go with either. Funny enough, you know, a lot of people think that that I'd be I'd be automatically talking about Grizzlegore. I mean, this and what this is, Gary Grizzlegore, is this is your all monster faction. Grizzlegore takes you know Terrorgeists and Zombie Dragon as battle. So yes, you know, you you can fill your list with all dragons and and Terrorgeists, um, and and one would tend to think that this would be the way to go in AOS 3.0, but let me explain why I think not. Uh, I mean, are you are you familiar with Grizzlegore? To go in there, and it would make sense that into the current edition that that would be good, right? Well, Grizzlegore. Let me let me kind of back up here because you know there's a lot of people that might be might be questioning this too. But Grizzlegore used to be significantly more popular, and I think it would be uh, right now kind of a slighted fool's gold to go with. Uh, to go with this build in a competitive setting, uh, as these monsters are here, it is, folks, not mega gargans. Period. I mean, your your opponent is going to get added victory points for for killing these monsters, and they're they're never as resilient as one would think. All right, I want to put that out there. Plus, I think coupled with you know the points increases to the monsters, uh, I think that neutered them a little bit further, and, and I feel um, that that they're in in this in this game. Unless you are playing Sons of Behemoth, you probably don't want to. I think Grizzlegore had its time. It won a lot of tournaments back in the day. But again, I would say that um, 
you, you might want to migrate away from this in this current book with the new edition. Um, and for that matter, I guess I'll just cut right to the chase. I, I feel similarly about Hallowmorn Grand Court. Uh, this court is all about your more elite options, Gary. Uh, you yep. know, instead of serfs, um, the uh, this 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 faction or the sub faction, I guess, um, relies on knights. That's your crypt flares, your crypt horrors, yep. your bigger models, and you're still going to need a squad of the ghouls. So, so don't think you're going to not you know not have to take those little bastards out of the box. So. Um, and again, in an addition like we're in with the loss of the battalions in matched play, specifically the I'm going to I'm going to mess up this French word here, this abattoir battalion um, that coupled uh, great with this court, by the way. Hallamorn just falls short in my book. It, it's close, but no cigar. Right. Um, it just it just doesn't have the oomph that it had before it lost the here's the word again, abattoir um, uh, battalion. You know, you didn't know I could speak French, did you, Gary? I I don't think that's French, but no, I didn't I didn't think you could. Yeah, I didn't know the way you have to insult me like that. I'm very cultural. That's not an insult. That that's actually friendly. <laughs> but you know, uh, I I think before we get into the obvious, you know, the grand court that I think you should build around. I mean, let me mention that the only endless spell, uh, and I kind of said they were lousy before, but I want to I kind of have a note here um, to to make sure that I explain this. I think the only endless spell, in my opinion, you could go with. Uh, which, you know, obviously on the spell specific to Flesh Eater Quartz, I would say, is the uh, the, the Cadaverous Barricade. Um, I, I tend to lean towards defensive spells anyways, and this is a very defensive spell. It casts on a five. Um, the cool thing about this thing is you can place it 24 inches away from the caster, and it grants cover against range attacks. Now, remember, you're an army that doesn't have shooting, and you're an army that's got to get to your opponent, so you can't be shot or you're not getting there. And uh, it gives you that cover against range attacks. It halves the movement speed of units that begin their move within three inches of it. So it, you know, you're, it's going to play into your speed. And I think Death Army, uh, you know, are going to benefit. Unless, of course, you're playing another Death Army. I think Death Armies are excluded from this. I'm pretty, pretty, they are. pretty positive that they're not affected by this ability. Okay. So, yeah. And so I guess, you know, drop it on, on, you know, on a unit that, that might need protection or, or, you know, slow down an enemy. And I think, I think it's a good way to go, but I kind of prefer defensive. Uh, and the spells anyway. So that's why, you know, that's probably the only one that's worth a crap, in my opinion, if you're going to take a Flesh Eater Court uh, endless spell. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. As a Seraphon player, I don't want nobody throwing that in front of Skinks and going, oh, you went from an 8-inch move to a 4? Yeah. Yeah. You get your bow guns. You're not shooting me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's funny because, and, and okay, you know, uh, we got we got a comment here. Elizabeth Storter, uh, she, she she says, I just got here and this is my first army in AOS. I love my noble heroes. Well, you know what? We just kind of mentioned that when we first started talking about this, Elizabeth, about uh, Flesh Eater Courts. And we just started talking about how uh, this is this is generally an army that uh, has, a, has a heavy allegiance following and, uh, and a great army to uh, get started in. So this is your first army. Awesome. So so there you go, folks. See, we're proven right. We actually, Gary, we actually know what we're talking about. Elizabeth proved us right. Well, Elizabeth, he knows what he's talking about. I'm just here shaking my head. Yes. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. And, and, and obviously, obviously drinking a lot, Elizabeth. OK, so. I, that's he can't prove that. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what what I have here, Gary uh, and everybody, uh, I've got a list here to present based around the blister skin grand court. And in my opinion, uh, your go to court, uh, if you want to play in, in, in the competitive circuit, uh, at least as I see it, as much as a competitive list as you can have with flesh eater courts in their present state. And this is so, a good. Go ahead. This. Now, remember, folks. I brought this up a couple of shows earlier. 
what you're about to get is the Patrick promise. Is with this list, whenever you put it out there, if you design this list and you play it, you're guaranteed to win your game every eighth day of the week on New Year's. Against your eighth opponent. Uh, yeah, that's the Patrick promise. That's so. it. That's it. That's it. And, and you know, if, if you listen to our show tomorrow, folks, uh, we're going to talk about the Gary Frank guarantee. You're going to like that yeah. one. See, um, there's the piggyback. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but here it is, folks. This is blister skin. Um, and uh, thank you, Sean. Thanks for keeping it weird. Uh, another comment I'm not going to repeat. Um, it, it's it's bonuses are powerful, and uh, it, it, it benefits almost every turn in the Army. And I think that it is the Flesh Eater Quartz player's best option at this point. Again, folks, I'm talking about Age of Sigmar 3.0, brand new, right off the shelf, and this Army that's contending in this new game with an older book. So keep that in mind. Um, the grand strategy that I have for this list is what the, what I call prized sorcery. Um, and as two of your three characters are wizards and can offer some survivability in the game, I think this is going to be uh, a good thing. And there are two core battalions that I built this list with, the Warlord and the Hunters of the Heartland. Uh, I took Warlord really for the extra enhancement because we're going to need this artifact here coming up. Uh, as far as uh, my leaders, let's start right here, man. You know him. You love him. It's the Abhorrent Arc Regent. This is my general. And this guy is your vampire lord equivalent. Again, remember, folks, when we talked about in the beginning of the show, these guys aren't really vampires, uh, but he's the equivalent. He does it all. I mean, he casts spells. He tears it up in melee. He has the ability to summon a new unit. Uh, he regenerates health every turn. There's not enough nice things really to say about this guy. Uh, he, he's His unique spell is powerful, but with uh with uh, with a fairly low uh casting value. So, you know, I think um there's a lot that can be said with for for this model leading your army. I mean, uh Hellish Orator uh, is his command trait on a 4 plus, you can gain a command point, another clutch ability as you're going to need more points to fuel this, you know, the feeding frenzy we talked about earlier. And I on the spell, I chose uh Deranged Transformation. It's got a casting value of 6. You can pick a friendly unit with uh, with a wound characteristic of 6 or fewer. Yeah, that is wholly within 24 inches of the caster and visible to them. And the unit's wound characteristic, uh, you can add the wound characteristic to its move characteristic, I meant to say, until your next hero phase. You know, And if the casting roll was a 10 or more, you can pick up to three friendly units instead of one. Um, you know, uh, many courtiers and knight units can get some mileage from this spell. And again, um, smaller board, Gary, that's speed. That's what we're talking yep. about. And you get that right off the bat, all those benefits from your your general there. Uh, next to him, following up, I got a, a Born Ghoul King on, my favorite beastie in this list, a Terrorgeist. So again, we talked about this. This is one of two mounts, and the Terrorgeist is, uh, in my opinion, the more uh, popular choice. Um, it's got a Death Shriek, not that impressive, but it is a ranged attack. It's leadership-based, um, which means most of the time uh, it, it's going to go off. It's pretty good. Uh, this model explodes if it is killed, which it will be, folks. Sorry to say, uh, and it's going to give you a chance to finish off your opponent uh, that that cares to you know that that thinks it can kill it and thinks it can get away scot free. So, I think the summoning command ability again, uh, pit and partial to this army where you can bring back three knights, uh, which essentially means flares and horrors, folks. Um, I think finally uh, and most notably the the unit itself here, the spell for the terror guys version allows you to uh, change the units six plus. And for you, Gary, feel no pain for us, ward save, uh, to a 5+, plus. Uh, I think making them almost as hardy as Nurgle for a bit. So I think um, I think that this is a secondary piece, and really for a torpedo in that mid-game, you know, kill-a-thon is what you're really going to want. Um, 
you know, and I think that uh, the biggest thing is his mount trait that I gave him, this gruesome bite where you can reroll failed hit rolls uh, for attacks made with this mount's fanged maw. I mean, your fanged maw on this thing is your best your best weapon on the mount. Uh, it, it's, it's a no-brainer to improve it because, again, like I said, in the middle of the game, when you need this thing to be a kill torpedo, you want to send him forward after he's, after he's brought on, uh, you know, uh, plenty of night models. So, um, that's the first two, Gary. Uh, this, this, I think this is a list we're going to get you in, Gary. I think this is your list right here. I have so many lists to do right now. <laughs> it, it wouldn't surprise me, but I have, um, ADHD when it comes to actually focusing on particular armies. Yeah, well, well, welcome to it, man. We all have that gamer ADHD. And probably the the last and third hero that I took in this list was the the Vargolf Courtier. He's he's probably your your most widely used flesh eater quartz hero. You see him in a ton of tournaments. Um, he's a beat stick. Uh, he he he's he's got a ton of utility. You know, he, he's basically all the other courtiers in one package. Um, you know, he gets stronger when allies cast spells around him. He can gain more attacks against hordes and he can summon back models. Again, here's more of that. Again, you can summon back models to your rank and file. He's a solid pick. I don't know many flesh eater court players that don't have a Vargolf courtier in their list. Uh, I, I don't know that I've seen one. Um, so those are the leaders so far, man. What do you think of them? Uh, sounds perfect. They go through that you're trying to get done that's for sure yeah i mean I, and i think that's what this army is based on you know you've got good solid leaders and they're not they're not too pricey so you can have a lot of those leaders right. to do those summoning things in your army that you're going to need um of the units you know I, again i took i took three separate types of units i took crypt flares crypt ghouls and crypt horrors um i took two units of six of the crypt flares in this army you know they have a they have a weaker version of the Death Scream for the Terrorgeist. It's a, it's a, I believe it's a 10-inch Scream, uh, and it deals mortal wounds on a 6 to hit. So uh, at 4 attacks with 1-inch range, at 4s at by 3s with negative 1 damage 1, I think uh, th- this, is, this is two of the three battle line units, and, and you know, again, uh, not schlubs. Um, my third battle line unit are the Crypt Ghouls. Uh, they have a 6-plus save, but they can hit hard. Uh, they can hit very hard, as a matter of fact. Uh, these guys have two attacks, 4s by 4s, no rent damage 1, uh, but we'll get three attacks because uh, this is a 30 ghoul unit. So they, they have the ability to re-roll all ones to hit uh, if a ghoul king or arch region are nearby. So that's generally a fairly a fairly straightforward mechanic. And of course, your crypt horrors, my third one, uh, I only have one unit of three of these guys for harassing purposes and, and, and really getting on objectives. They're nasty. These things are just mean as hell. Uh, they, they, they function as weaker ghoul kings. Uh, they regen one wound per turn. They're re-rolling all their hits while, you know, if they're close, I believe, to a Ghoul King and to a uh, Arch Region, I believe. I believe. I'm not sure. At any rate. Uh, they, 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 they re-roll all your attacks, 18 inches yep. in the Aberrant. Yep. There you go. So, um, and again, you know, one-inch reach. Uh, the whole army is kind of plagued with that. Uh, they're kind of alligator-armed, but they got three attacks, fours by threes, no rend damage, two. Uh, I also have them slated in Hunters of the Heartland uh, Corps Battalion with the Ghouls to, to stymie some Gargants and some other big beasties that are... Uh, that are going to be around. So all, all in all, I mean, this is the army right here. You know, I, I picked it because it's going to do damage. They're hardy characters. I've got plenty of summoning and I'm going to be able to, you know, hopefully be across the board and in your face by turn two. That's, that's my whole goal trying doing this. And, you know, as an added bonus, because I'm an old bastard, low model count. So 
that uh, uh, that's something that, uh, that that I favored when I when I put this list together. Because again, sometimes you got to look at the list of how you would play it. And truthfully, this is this is how if I were to play Flesh Eater Quartz, this would be my army right here. You know what? You're getting uh, massive support from Elizabeth. The uh, we'll call her the expert. She says I can swear by this list because it's nearly unit for unit what I use. I've never not used the. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. I've got one. All right. Well, here it is, Elizabeth. You know what we're gonna do, Elizabeth? We're gonna do a part two of Flesh Eater Courts, and we're having you on the show. Uh, right. we, we, you know, folks, we are gonna get her on as a guest, and we're gonna do a part two to Flesh Eater Courts. And you know what, Elizabeth? Pick another army, man. You you got it. You got it. And uh, and we got We got to get her a T-shirt, man. We got to do that, Gary. Can we do that? We can do that. All right, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get her a T-shirt. Uh, but you know, and and that's and that's pretty that that's that's everything. I think that um, the army itself is gonna be one that I think is gonna offer also that flexibility because one thing that I found with a lot of death armies, especially armies like Nighthawk, uh, they're very unforgiving. And what I mean by that is they're unforgiving in terms of mistakes. You know, you make a mistake with a certain army, you pay for it twice. Flesh Eater Courts seem to be, with their summoning mechanics and their mobility and the fact that, like I said, they hit hard, they're very forgiving on mistakes. And that's something that I think a lot of players don't look for in an army until it's too late. You know what I mean by that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you don't learn from those mistakes, then you're going to continue to make them and you're not going to get better. This based off of movement, like I said earlier in the show, is dictating where those charges and fights happen. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and that's and that's really the that's really the bottom line of it. I mean, I think that for the most part, I think you get a lot of mileage out of this. And Elizabeth, thank you so much for backing me up, man. I was a little nervous. I thought I want to make sure I didn't uh, I didn't botch it. But you know, we've got um, we got the art regent Elizabeth right here with us, and she's agreeing with us. So that's good enough for us. Uh, but that's it, folks. That's our little talk here. That's our little chat here. A little bar stool chat on the flesh eater courts. I hope we uh, we did it justice, and I hope uh, we we made you proud. But. Um, that uh, we're coming to the, that point in the show, man. We got the uh, the closing thoughts. Gary, you ready to take us home, man? I certainly am. All right. So what I wanted to close the thoughts with today was something that uh, gets discussed about a lot. Um, it doesn't really matter what army or game that you go to play with. Pick the one that's you, that you fit the most and you love to play with, and you're going to have a better time end of the day and we had perfect example of this and this wasn't pre-staged from a, a viewer in the chat she was ex- i mean she'd ever played and you can just tell by the way she had responded the love and the entertainment she has from playing an army so my closing thought is and what you love to do whether it's hobby related life related whatever it is and it keeps you out of jail then go with that so and chase it Bravo, man. Good uh, good way to take us home on that one. And I agree with that. And Elizabeth, thank you again for your contribution. And actually, thanks for everybody, man, for hanging out and watching a little uh, little Grimdark Live tonight, man. And that's it. That's our uh, that's our show. So, guys, good night. Don't forget to join us next uh, next Tuesday for another Grimdark Live Age of Sigmar show. And don't forget to join us tomorrow. Be there tomorrow, Wednesday. We're talking robots, 40K, laser guns, space. Did I miss anything, Gary? Up. Uh- Nope, and usually you do, so you're doing good. See, see, folks, I ate my Wheaties this morning. Good night, folks. Bye. 
from Dark Live. We'd like to thank you for slumming through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Hey, who are you calling a short pants?